and welcome back into the Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin. And today I am delighted to be joined by three members of the reigning Shamrock Bowl champions from University College Dublin. It's Tom Telford, Aaron Mooney and Thomas Fitzgerald. How are you doing, lads? Welcome to the Irish NFL show. Great. Thanks for having us, Colm. Thanks, Colm. Yeah, good to be here. Well, um, Thomas, we'll, we'll get in. I, I, I've done some videos with you in the past, but it is the, the first podcast uh, appearance for for all of you, I suppose. And one of the things that I um, like to do is, on this side of the Atlantic, I always say that kind of people have an NFL origin story or an American football origin story about how they came to the, the game. And sometimes it is in in different ways sometimes it's on tv sometimes they've been brought to a game so it really depends and tom we, we might start with you in terms of um because i think you had an interesting uh introduction to to this to the sport do you want to, to tell us how uh, how you came about uh american football yeah so it's a bit of a weird one i was i was out one night with a group of friends and uh, my friend's brother had just started playing for the rebels and I think they were a bit light for linemen for a game. So he's like, come down on the Wednesday, give it a try. So went down, did one training, and then I played a game against the Craig Avon Cowboys <laughs> the following Sunday. Um, and never looked back, you know. Went on to win four Shamrock balls with them, and it was it was a good time. <laughs> and had, had you even seen, had you watched the sport before going down on the, the Wednesday? Were you familiar at all? I, I knew it existed, but like, um, <laughs> you know. I never even played a Madden game. I had played a bit of rugby and then I hurt my knee and I, I thought that was me done with like contact sports. Then I found that you could wear knee braces in American football, which is great. And got into it, loved it straight away. Just started learning the technique, which I I think was handy for the coaches, you know, because we, we had a couple of American guys. So they were just teaching us from scratch and I didn't come out with any preconceptions. Well, um, it's funny because Mark Schlereth always try, says that the O-line guys are the most talented guys on the, the field. But given that you um, came to the game on, on a Wednesday and then played on, on a Sunday, uh, not sure uh, one could do that as a, a QB or, or CD. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. And, and we will get into um, your coaching, obviously, which you do now at UCD and with the, the Wolfhounds. But Aaron, how did you come to um, be a fan of American football? Yeah, so uh, I, for my confirmation, I went out and bought a uh, football and I had two older brothers and we started just trawling it around just where we lived locally, uh, mainly street ball or we lived close to the Phoenix Park as well. So we went there at times to throw the ball around, but um, my two brothers got into it um, and then we got into Madden then. So similar to a lot of people over in Ireland or over this side of the pond, you know, we all get into True Madden um, and then got into it with, found a local team nearby down near the uh, West Dublin Minos because I was, I'm from Devon Road. So they were just based in Castanock. Uh, and then play, I just trying to get play with them for a while, but I had to be over 18. So I was with them for maybe about 15. But before that, I had a bit of a stint with UCD when I was like 13 and 12. I was going out with all the trainings when they first formed because my eldest brother, who's also on the team now, Darren Mooney, he was there and he said I can come down and just be around the guys and just have a bit of fun and learn the game from the actual contact um, side of it. And uh, and then when I got back to UCD, it all became full circle. So it was nice to get back and play some football with my brother as well. We're, we're talking about the, the kind of the full plethora almost of, of teams in, in Dublin at, at this point. Um, Thomas, what, what, about, what about you? What was your introduction to American football? Uh, yeah, similar to Tom's, it was very late. Um, I actually just joined UCD and I had no idea what sport I wanted to play. Didn't play rugby. Um, my school didn't have rugby secondary school. Uh, played like Gaelic a bit in school and then a bit of like normal football, like soccer. Uh, and then had a stint in mixed martial arts um, for like two years. So I had no idea what I wanted to join, but I actually just finished watching the Friday Night Lights. And then uh, I joined and I was like, I don't want to be on like, you know, the rugby D team or the soccer, because obviously there's so many teams, but I wanted to American football team stand. And I said, how many teams are there? And like, there's one team. And I was like, grand. So I signed up and uh, went to training and then never looked back to like, what is it, like seven, eight years now, later, eight years, it was 2015, I went down. Um, so eight years now. And uh, I also didn't even watch NFL, didn't even watch the Super Bowl back then, didn't play Madden. 
had a clue and uh, I decided in my third season I was probably good to start actually watching the NFL <laughs> uh, yeah that was my introduction I, I like the, the niche aspect of it back in my uh, UCC days there was a group of people who started up an ultimate frisbee club and everyone kind of laughed at them initially um, only they got as a new um, club or society they got additional funding and six of them got to go to LA for the world championships and uh, about there were about 150 people that signed up the next year. They didn't get to go on, on any trips the, the following year. So the niche aspect can definitely appeal. Um, I suppose then for given kind of you all came to, to the sport, I suppose, Aaron, you came to it a little bit in kind of the more traditional way in, in Madden. I don't know if it was Madden on the, the Mega Drive or, or later with the, the windows at the top. But in terms, are there teams that, that you follow are there particular players or, or coaches that that you admire especially as the the qb of the the team yeah so obviously i'm a, a patriot fan and um, hear booze from thomas already and he's probably rubbing in the suit ball being a giants fan which you'll find out now in a minute but uh no uh i'm a patriot fan i've always been a fan of tom brady and stuff and uh i went i actually went to gillette stadium in 2017 with, as a family holiday like and managed to get pretty close to the players on the field and stuff so that was cool like seeing randy moss and wes welker and brady up close it's been pretty awesome that was kind of a, a show off uh show off moment in my life and football so and um, yeah but uh patriots i've always kind of admired um i've obviously grown up watching peyton manning as well so how he kind of yeah runs the offense and he's able to read the game and make changes at the alliance scrimmage so quickly and so uh efficiently it's a uh, it's something i'm trying to do out at the minute in our own offense so it's it's fun it's trying to it's you feel like you're like emulating them on you know on the field now and trying to be a bit more creative uh back there so it's cool and, and in terms of um of the of the patriots obviously uh, a lot of changes since uh brady uh went to to tampa and um this year again i suppose in terms of they've actually named an, an LLC. Um, which they, they didn't last year, didn't work out too well. But what are your many hopes or, or expectations for um, Bill Belichick and uh, the team? Just just getting back to their ways of winning, because, I mean, they, they went away from, um, they ran a very vanilla offense, I felt, this year. They're, 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 they were kind of, kind of keep it simple for Mac, but he didn't need it. Like, he came in his rookie year, and he was with Josh McDaniels, and they were running a very creative style philosophy and it was working really well because he really works um the play calls really work to try and get people open you know he had a lot of clear outs and stuff like um over unders and stuff to get like the likes of uh who was it was um born and that who had a lot of a big season because he was getting open underneath because they were able to take the top off with um uh the bigger receivers downfield so i'm hoping that bill o'brien bills brings that kind of he has the familiarity with jones now with alabama and and his kind of play style so hopefully he can bring some of that magic here and uh we can see it in the patriots on sunday and thomas we, we might go to to you next because uh Aaron mentioned that uh you are a, a giants fan and certainly brian o'leary on this show never tires of uh roughing in the uh two super bowls that eli manning won but talk to me about uh your your love of the giants because you, you came to uh, enjoy the sport uh, by playing and through Friday Night Lights. So how did you you find yourself uh, a fan of the G-Men? Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Um, I kind of wish I did follow the Giants when um, we had the Eli Manning kind of doing his thing because I kind of entered the era of sadness of the New York Giants and um, I started following like 2018. So Eli's kind of last years. Um, and I got into it where like, I was I was always kind of a fan of OBJ. I knew he was a big superstar, and uh, I don't know, just kind of liked his swag and and kind of like how he carried himself and um, like kind of his play. But also, I won a competition to meet Landon Collins because they were like, Elvery's like the top comment wins, and I was like, oh, I play safety. Here's a photo of me making a tackle. So then I won, and I got to meet him, uh, and then I was like, right, I have to pick the Giants now because I met a Giants player, <laughs> and the Giants traded him like two months or something after. It's like. So then I was like, right, I'm stuck with the Giants now. Um, I can't turn back now. So I just stayed with them then. Um, and since then, I went all in at the start. I was kind of like just watching them again. And now I'm like, you know, four fantasy leagues, watching Red Zone constantly. Constantly watching, you know, the the interviews and first take and Undisputed and watching player interviews and stuff. 
Um, my favorite players now, considering I'm a DB, um, I actually find it hard to to follow DBs because um, it's so hard for them to last. Like I've obviously watched like an insane amount of Legion of Boom film, um, and obviously Sauce Gardner coming in looks savage. Um, but my f- other favorite player right now is probably Saquon Barkley, just because when I started following the Giants, we just drafted him, and he's literally been like the shining light in our team. Which obviously now we're having a winning season with Brian Dayball, coach of the year, but for the past three years just been terrible. I can't even get six wins. <laughs> like so, uh, I definitely went through the gauntlet of a of an NFL fan. You know, started there, like did my time of having a crap seasons, and uh, finally made the playoffs again. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to hopefully we can get more winning seasons and uh, maybe get another ring back again. I love for every Giants fan, Brian Dable coach of the year just rolls off the tongue. It's like a verbal tick. Whenever you meet a Giants fan now, it's the almost the, the first thing out, out of their mouth. But yeah, what what a what a year, I suppose, back given the, the mess that um he himself and Joe Shane inherited. And Tom, we were talking before we started recording and uh, I, I discovered that you are a, a Ravens fan. How did you uh, find yourself uh, becoming a fan of the the boys in Baltimore. Complete absolute luck. So obviously I came to the game, knew nothing about it. I didn't have a team to follow. So one of the guys in the team uh, put all 32 mini helmets into a pillowcase that I picked one out and it was the Baltimore Ravens. So that happened and then they won the Super Bowl the next year. <laughs> So the following year, we did the same thing for a college team, and I got the uh, this Florida State Seminoles, and they went undefeated. So, must be pretty lucky when it comes to picking football teams, you know? Um, yeah, but, but coming in knowing nothing about it, the, the team we had that year, we won the Super Bowl in 2012. Uh, incredible. I think what really cemented me into the game was, like, getting the game pass and then seeing all the old, like, you know, America's games and seeing all those amazing teams of the past and all the runs they make and the interesting interviews behind it um, or really getting embedded with like players like Marshall Yonda because I played O-line I just followed him to the death until he retired uh, incredible player and then kind of players I follow now you know I watch Trent, Wils- uh, Trent, Trent Williams a lot and you know uh, Quinton Nelson amazing players uh, the Eagles O-line you know with Jason Kelsey there as well that's an amazing unit they're great to watch but uh, yeah just serendipity brought me to the Baltimore Ravens and I haven't left <laughs> yeah and I, I suppose just touching on that given that you coach O-line um, because uh, uh, there was Calvin Anderson uh, swing tackle for, for the Broncos um, tweeted during the um, the championship game um, that watching the Eagles was like watching O-line porn um, I think the team uh, then had him uh, delete that very quickly. But in terms of, of life in the, the trenches, um, you know, ha- have have we seen, like, I, I suppose, uh, like, it should always have been obvious that it was important. But are the have the Eagles made people actually finally sit up and take notice about just how important uh, getting your O line and and your D line right are and and I suppose also in terms of the the depth because one of the things I thought was interesting with the Eagles especially the D line was they didn't have best four guys but they probably had the best eight guys in, in terms of their depth so it was that rotation piece that that they were able to do but from your perspective Tom in terms of watching it did like it this season what because couple of years ago it was talked all about like the you know referees not throwing flags for the holes and really O-line play was kind of whatever but it felt like it was a return to form this year I I think I think it is a return to form and what we're seeing is you know we're seeing good athletic players do the simple stuff well and when they do that they can build on it the main thing as well with the Eagles especially is the communication across the line is phenomenal you know what the guy beside you is doing and he knows what you're doing like you're not going to go wrong um and obviously the adaptability like one of the big things we did in ucd when i came uh we we had a chat in the o-line people would tell me where i'm playing left tackle like i always play left tackle I was like okay you're playing right tackle this year uh, and we're gonna go and we're gonna show you it's playing outside the line so you know we could put anyone anywhere we could put our guard at the tackle and that's that that's a real way to do it is to like just bring in that adaptability and diversity across the line so you're not going to be shot 
it's it's going to be big, big thing up we always say and i think a lot of coaches say it you know next man up you know that that's the way to go and it's it's not like the unit's going down in power we're just bringing the next man on we're bringing our finishers on and we're going to get it done and um, but the eagles are just putting on a master class and making the rest of the league sit up and pay attention i think and then I suppose just in in terms of focusing on the, the domestic side of things and Aaron might start with you in terms of like, you know, um, you told us how, how kind of through your brother and through Baden you came, but was QB something, was that the position kind of you always played or um, how did you, you find yourself um, playing QB? Um. I guess it was always just I was good at passing the ball and I could I could put a good spiral on it and uh, at the time I was I was young I was only thirteen or whatever throwing the ball but I had about five years of throwing the ball before I got into an actual kitted game so uh, my technique was pretty good and I think the coaches just wanted me in there because I could put the ball where it needed to be on on the numbers or wherever you know away from defenders and give my guys a chance and um, but I, I I originally I didn't really mind where I played I don't I, even now I'd be like yeah play me at Safety, if you want linebacker, running back, I don't mind. I've played a bit of football bingo, is what they call it over here when they play different positions. So, but yeah, uh, quarterback and um, just kind of fit fit for me in the end. So, so it seems to be working all right. So I'm happy with that now. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it definitely seems to to be working all right. But that that piece, I suppose, about kind of playing different positions because it is something, um, you know, um, that obviously get a little bit more of over here, but like was like in terms of your development was that uh, what were the big factors i suppose you know was it was it watching film was it that playing in different positions was a particular coach what what helped you develop your game it's a bit of all all three of what you said really like uh, i've always been a fan of the game and studied it since since i was a kid and looked at the uh, i love the str- uh, the strategy of it and uh, i i'm still even now i'd, I'd book the guys heads about you know stuff to read and books I'm reading and try and share and share the knowledge a little bit around that and um, I fortunately I had some really good coaches uh when I was at the Rhinos and even some good guys when I was a younger kid around in UCD um, and I, I picked up like a sponge just picking up everything from those guys uh but yeah it was just a kind of an imagination of everything that you just said there Colin that just kind of came to fruition so and Thomas, for for you in terms of playing DB, was that just the where where you where you started and and you found your niche, or how, what? To talk to me about um, how how you ended up playing there. Yeah, it was it was a different one. Um, I mean, as I said, I didn't really have much of a sports background. Um, like my only kind of background was was a bit of MMA and then just sports in, in school and stuff like it was never like was part of a club for years um so i safe to say i didn't have any hands uh couldn't catch a cold um and i came down to training and the head coach at the time dave murphy said um when i'm gonna ask you a question do you want to hit people or do you want to catch touchdowns and i was like want to hit people and he goes right defense it is and he's like they'll, they'll tell you where to go and um so i played all db positions like um you know strong safety free safety cornerback um and yeah it's um definitely a, a very difficult position to punish a position because you make one mistake at six points and you'd be playing you'd have perfect coverage and it just could be a perfect ball and uh, you know Aaron's done it many times like you could be right in the man but they'll fit it in that place right between you know just on the hat like there's there's just nothing you can do like it can be right place right time and um, but I really like safety just because the versatility of this like you can you can come down uh, play the run you can drop back deep uh, in pass coverage and um, you know you can go blitz off the edge um, you know, you can uh, bracket a, a kind of wide receiver, you know, hit a tight end. Like, And I've always been a big fan of special teams as well um, because when I first started, obviously I had no idea where I wanted to play, so they just put me in the special teams. So I was a huge fan of like kickoff, kick return, punts. Um, and now I love us. And you now some people say, ah, special teams, you know, like it's crap, it doesn't matter. But like you've seen it, what was it? The Chargers one year had the number one ranked offense, number one ranked defense, but 32nd round special teams and they didn't make the playoffs. So special teams is important. Uh, and I love special teams as well because you know first kickoff really sets the tone. You go down, lace one out, make a tackle, um, and then the game starts cracking on. So um, yeah, that's kind of my uh, my kind of journey into DB. Yeah, the, the twenty ten Chargers um, is uh, who you're you're thinking of, and yeah, just just phenomenal. Hey, and the Packers over the past uh, couple of years, not not this past season, but previously, um, neglected special teams, and that came back to to haunt them. 
Tom, you, um, I suppose, you know, I, I'm interested in the the transition from playing into coaching. Like, um, was, was that something that kind of struck you early on that that you wanted to to coach, or at what point did you realize that coaching was something that you wanted to get into? Yeah, it was, it was probably about 2019, 2018. Um, we playing for six seven years that time and i was like i want to take the next step there you know i feel like i've absorbed off from the coaches i had over the years i had a, had a great online coach at the start shane campbell he's he's back coaching now he's coaching for the rebels uh i had a couple of different online coaches over the years through you know team ireland initially when that was set back up you know i had mark thompson and like paul braniff like Great, great Irish coaches, people that are in the game, people that, people you would hear their name and fear. Um, and I just, I really absorbed all of their stuff. And I was like, I, I think I can do this. And I, I've always like felt I've tried to lead on the line and help where, where I could. And um, the opportunity came up then to take the coaching course. I, I took it and, you know, went from there. And then 2019, then I thought I had torn my adductor and, turned out I actually have arthritis in my hip and the doctor was like you can't play contact sports anymore so you know I was like grand well I'm just gonna coach because the bug is still in me and I want to want to get after it and make guys better and yeah so that's how I kind of landed in it but um I wish there was still one more game you know and I suppose that in in terms of like your um maybe your involvement with um, UCD and kind of the um, how how you how you got in, in, involved there and kind of what you have seen maybe during your time um, with the with the team um, Tom might might start with with you on on that yeah so I got involved after the 2019 season and um, I Good friends with Dyer Farrell. Uh, he's a former teammate of mine at the Rebels. He played safety. We got on really well. And he was talking and he was saying, "Would he just said, would you would you would you consider coming down? Because there there wasn't a position with the Rebels at the time for an online coach. So I said, yeah, definitely, like um, definitely a go. I was real. I was a bit apprehensive, you know, coming into a new team where I'd be enemy essentially. Uh, we've been bitter foes. UCD had just beat us that year uh, for, I think, one of the first times uh, or second times, maybe. Um, but I, I thought, you know, I'm going to come in. These guys are they're not going to listen to me. But the reception I got was incredible. Like, everybody welcomed me open arms and really respected what I had to say. And we, we got to work straight away. Uh, I think what I've seen in the, the time I've been there since 2020, obviously, it was locked down. We missed out in a season and... That was a bit unfortunate. Um, I've seen, you know, a structure come into place where we have the old guard who are the vets who have put in so much work behind the scenes and we bring in these 50, 60 rookies a year to show them what football is about and all the guys pull their weight. You know, just the culture in general keeps you wanting more. And want, we want to improve and everybody wants to learn together and we've, we've just... We've just been very lucky to have this like nurturing uh, camaraderie with everybody, um, where we just want to improve, be better, and and push the game forward. And uh, you see, just the facilities are amazing as well. You know, coming from a club that doesn't have a three <laughs> G Astro pitch for free, um, it's phenomenal. Yeah, can't can't speak highly enough of it. And what about what about for for you then, Aaron? In terms of your, because you you've kind of had the the journey where kind of you know you you obviously were involved, um, then move away, then then come back. Um, but in terms yeah. of since you've been back with UCD, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, again, as Tom touched on, uh, when I first arrived there, it was actually I was still with the my old team, but I was down just helping the guys out for their they were in the middle of a season, so I was down just helping them at practices, and I can see right there and then that there was one that there was a lot of talent on the team, and two the guys were the culture on the team was great. Everyone picked each other up, and they they pushed each other and motivated each other to be better. Uh, and then when I finally did uh, get to transfer over about five years ago, um, I got a taste of getting into the actual practicing, uh, being under the uh, coaching uh, of Dave Murph, Dave David Murphy, 
And um, that was great as well because he was a different style of coach that I had before uh, at the West of Runners, who's actually now my current uh, offensive coordinator in Mark Lawless. He was my head coach back at the West of Runners. So we actually kind of came full circle ourselves, which was, it's nice. So uh, we have a good, uh, we're a bit um, simpatico. We can kind of figure out exactly uh, what each other are thinking. And um, it, it sometimes it's a bit strange. You're like, oh, wait, I was going to call that. And then, oh, he called it. Oh, that's great. So it's, it's funny having that kind of... Um, link on the field i don't even have to go over and talk to him on the sideline but um yeah no the, the culture again as he said it's 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 nurturing you know everyone's picking each other up the camaraderie's brilliant so um that was the biggest thing for me uh coming in and being welcomed like tom said i was a similar type type thing although i had my brother there and some of the old the ogs that say back on the team when i was a kid that uh, they knew me and but some of the newer newer guys i didn't know on the team they equally just picked me in and just let me in and welcome me so Thomas, that makes you the old man of the group. Then, if you have had eight seasons with uh, U- UCD, yeah, uh, I say eight, but we've lost two to COVID. So, um, yeah, I think it's well. So I had the fifteen to sixteen, sixteen to seventeen, seventeen to eighteen, eighteen to nineteen. Then we had the last season. So played, played five, six, uh, entering the the six now. Um, but yeah, we obviously lost two years to COVID. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like I remember going up there when it was twenty fifteen to the stand. I didn't know what I was walking into, and uh, you know, since then there's been so so much change in terms of the players and and the coaches. Like as Tom said, there's still the old guard, there's still the vets who've been there since day one. Um, you know, but yeah, like I've seen terrible seasons we've had, and I've seen obviously our, our best season ever. And uh, like I remember some sessions and some games, like uh, we barely have enough for for a starting team. Like there's no subs, like like half the team playing both ways um, and I just kept coming back because I love this um, and I've really seen over the kind of the past few years uh, especially during COVID that um, I know we talk a lot about the culture but just the structure of things I think beforehand we used to just come down to training and be you know structure and, and the playbooks for O&D would be quite small um, but now like the coach have really honed in on like you know how can we get um, you know the best out of each player at each position like let's play to our strengths here um, and just allow the versatility of us um, and it's really just uh, you know bring experience um, from Tom with the Re- Rebels with Darfar with the Rebels and um, you know Aaron and, and Mark from the Rhinos like we've just got such a fast wealth of knowledge on the team now um, that has just really brought together an amazing culture and um, it shows every year I mean like during our was it our season just for 2020 like uh, obviously COVID hit sure like the whole team could have just been like ah here like there's no season for two years I'm just going to go and retire like and there was rookies that came back that hadn't even ever played a snap of a regular season game and they came back just from purely keeping up to date, playing a bit of flag football uh, when restrictions lifted up and they all came back. We're so delighted to have them and uh, share a first shamrock ball with them. Um, so yeah, definitely one of the best decisions I ever made uh, in college and probably in my life. But uh, yeah, I love the lads. It's a great team. And Aaron, t- take me back then to, to last year and in terms of like you get off to absolutely flag start the offense it was was brilliant all all year um but maybe um, we'll, we'll come to to the shamrock bowl itself but from your perspective you are the the conductor of the train as the qb what what was what was it like for for you and and did, did it did it feel different early on from from previous years because i know when i i've talked to to thomas previously or thomas and i i think we're, we're doing videos from maybe 2017 thomas um potentially like you had some good teams and there were years where where it was building to it towards the the playoffs and down folks you know the bounce of balls something to go wrong but did it feel different early on last year or was was it just taking it one game at a time and, and like really kind of learning from that experience of heartbreak in the past i think we had we had a really good structure in place when the when the covid restrictions were before the the season was derailed by covid we had a really good structure in place with some really good rookies that came in then and then as tom said when we came back we we luckily kept on and we held on to a lot of those rookies and we already had that structure in place what we wanted to do was in terms of an offensive philosophy uh, and uh, so when we went into the first game of the season we didn't know what to think, but it got off to a really fast start. Um, things seemed to be gelling and, and everyone was on the same page really early on. Um, and as I said, we took it one game at a time. We just, whatever game we had that coming up that week, we just focused in on that. Um, any kind of things we could work on, we worked on. 
and uh, we watched tape of it and just make sure we got better each and every week so it was definitely um, a little bit of the initial part was the structure that we had carried over from the COVID uh, seasons let's say and then building into now we have a structure we know it what we had and what we really wanted we were kind of excited as a team to, to try you know some of the stuff that we had come up with um, and when it all started to click in that first game it just started to steamrolling kind of pick up and pick up so um, yeah no definitely felt a bit different uh, last season just at the uh, the first game uh, building us the next and Tom, then from from your perspective, um, you know, as as a coach, um, was it was it like for for you? What was it keeping like everyone focused on on one game at a time? But did you realize that you know this this was a special offense? I I realized straight away that it was a special offense. Um, I think the way we kept everybody focused was you know. We were so hard on ourselves. Uh, one of the big things we did, I bought a small like fake GoPro camera off Amazon. We stuck it up on a pole. We started recording our training sessions and we were grading our own footage and grading ourselves based off that. And then eventually we bought a, a, a big camera for the club and we record all our games and that now and it's been invaluable. But I think that's the way we kept ourselves focused. We didn't, we didn't worry about what the other team were doing. We worried about what we were doing ourselves and how we could improve ourselves and where we were going wrong find the little nuances the wrinkles you know i think when we when we played our our, our first game i was like whoa that was that was a big win wow uh and then we played the trojans and i was like our guys are moving the ball pretty pretty well here you know this is a pretty tough team to moving the ball against we could probably do this um and then it, it kept going each time, each time. And then we, we played the Rebels and like we went two touchdowns down in the first quarter, first, second quarter, and we were behind. And I was like, this this game isn't over. Like, I'm, you know, if you know anything about that game, it literally came down to the last play of the game. Uh, and it could have went either way, which was incredible for both teams. Um, and then the season just went on and on and on. And I was like, this this feels very familiar. If it, it reminds me of like seasons I've had where we've gone to the ball and we've done it. And, you know, everybody just did so focused. There was no mention of a ball until we played our last game. There was no mention of a ball whatsoever. We just kept focused on each opponent lot week by week, like Aaron was saying. And even the coaches, the amount of work we put in behind. I think I remember turning to Mark Wallace on the day of the ball when we won, and I was like, I don't think I've ever put so much effort into anything in my life. Uh, it was like taking on a second job, you know. <laughs> the footage you're looking at, I'd be sitting in the pub after a game, uploading the game on the huddle for the other coaches to grade. Like The guys know, everybody at top with me, like, they see me sitting there. But uh, yeah, it was it was just really special, and, you know, hopefully it continues on. And Thomas, like, there had been kind of so many frustrations. There had been years where in, in the past, you know, you thought that it could be your year. Then, like, on the, the, the day of the game itself, I mean, the, the weather, like, was absolutely perfect. The venue in terms of Kingspan was a, a great setting. Like, what was what was that like to kind of walk out and... The build up to it, like it, it felt like there had been kind of a, a proper build up on, online. There had been a lot of talk about it. Um, I think the um, American Football Ireland had begun to kind of um, stream some of the games on Twitch as well. So it felt like there was a, a lot of buzz about this. And the fact that it was obviously kind of the, the two very obviously best teams in the, the country going up against one another, like, taking to to the field to actually be in the, the shamrock ball what was that like yeah it was it was definitely a surreal moment i mean playing in, in a in kingspan stadium I and mean, just playing in in a stadium in general like i've never played in a stadium and i'm not sure if most of the lads team have but um coming out and seeing like a live scoreboard up there and seeing like you know commentary and music and like so many fans like obviously like the most people have ever watched a, a game for us um and you know yeah, like I remember before the game, we walked around and just like soaked up the stadium for like five minutes in our kits, um, just looking around that and just saying, you know, remember like the the, the years because even though it was like a season, like we technically uh, 
the two COVID season in into it. So we're kind of like, this is technically like three years of work as we were preparing to just play a season. Um, and then as a lad said, so much tape and leading into the summer, like people sacrificing holidays, you know, missing work, um, just to be down. Um, and yeah, when we, when you first made that walk, I felt like, felt like some out of a film, you know, just, um, and like seeing like your family and friends sharing UCD and stuff when you score. Um, and then the win as well at the end, because, um, yeah, it's mad. Like, um, like, you know, obviously in the first Rebels game, we were down and we were like close to coming back. But in this, we were like always up and we were like, are we, surely are we just going to stay up here? And then like, cause it was kind of close. And then fourth quarter, we just took over and then like, uh, but I don't think anyone was like, I don't know about myself. I wasn't even paying attention at the time. I was like, okay, I'm back in, you know, defense offense, defense offense. And then it's like, oh wait, the game's over. And I was like, Jesus, we won for like 54, 24, like 52, 24. I was like, Jesus, like, how did this even happen? Like what a performance. Um, yeah, it was just what a what a day and a memory. Like I'm sure the lads will never forget. You'll always remember your first one, as you said. Uh, and even up until that, like we were never even in a bowl. Like we never won a play playoff game. And uh, you know the two heartbreaks you had. We lost um, the the Cork one by one one point because uh, we went for two and missed it. And um, then we lost again to the Trojans when uh, it was a four. They scored fourteen nil, very close game. So like. Their first monkey in her back was winning a playoff game. It's like, okay, we've won a playoff game, but are we going to stop here? Are we going to actually win it all? And uh, we did it all. So, um, yeah, what an amazing season it was. And Aaron, for, for you in terms then, um, you know, of of that game, because watching on, like it was very much kind of tete-a-tete initially, um, but it, it just like there was... To you, in fairness to UCD, you were absolutely relentless. Like there was kind of no let up. And what was the the message at half time during that game? Because you were ahead, but at that point, like you know, it was relatively finely poised. Yeah, I think when we walked back into the dressing room, it was definitely a, you could feel the vibe in the room. Like everyone was calm, everyone was just dialed in, and it was a uh, you know it was echoed around the room with the coaches as well. Just keep doing what you're doing, lads. You know. It's it's working. Uh, just just stay on your p's and q's, and just make sure that you know there are certain players on on the other team that were game wreckers, and just make sure that they were they were dealt with, and uh, I keep keep the pressure on uh, the rebels by keep scoring because they're obviously their their offense is also uh, fairly fairly good as putting points up on the board. So you know uh, we we knew that our defense will will we'll definitely get a few stops in there and if they can do that and we just keep applying the pressure then the game might get away from might get away from them and we can we can keep the keep keep the points up on them so it was it, that was that was the message going in in the halftime you know it was fairly calm collected we we took another breath just to say okay we're here you know the uh, point we've just come up with a big score at the end on a fort and long and uh, Tom Donovan made a great catch on it and that was a big swing moment in the game and Going into the halftime, we just we said, okay, we're fairly, you know, we're quietly confident, but we just got to make sure we just don't get, we don't get uh, too ahead of ourselves, and just make sure we play our game. And Tom, then, like for on, I suppose, just in terms of you talked about all the the preparation that kind of went into to it, and the the game uh, film and the planning and and all that. Just see that kind of come, you know, like it. There's never the the perfect game, but putting up uh, 52 points on a, a, a seriously talented, um, you know, Rebels team is probably as close to perfect as as one is going to get, right? I mean, how how what was how how proud were were you of the work that of the team put in, but also that the team of coaches put in? Oh, immensely! Like you know, the the other the other core coaches that were there with me. But I mean, last year I was there with them. You know, we talk so much. We're like brothers. Um, we share ideas, and then like seeing our players just, you know, set their goals at the beginning of the season and smash them is amazing. Like I, I, I was so proud, so proud to just be there and see it happen. Um, and you know, see the game plan work so well. I thought, you know, on paper. The Rebels and ourselves, we look really equally matched. I thought the one spot where we might have outmatched them was in the trenches. Uh, and like, not to bring it back to the whole line, but like... <laughs> Sorry. 
Uh, but I, I thought like we we just you know we we lean hard on the O line and, and and just like you said we were relentless. We just kept bringing it, bringing it after them. And I knew eventually we'd wear them down. Um, I thought our guys were going to be more well conditioned to to play that sort of game. Um, I think we played 150 snaps the week before the ball. So you know, like ourselves. So that's how much we were going into their high tempo. We were we were playing like two two three balls in training uh, the week beforehand, and you know to see it see it all come together, it was it was sweet. Um, you know it was seeing a lot of players I used to share the pitch with as well. You know it, like talking to them afterwards and talking to them before, and you know the respect we still have for each other, even though we're on the opposite sides of the ball, um, is is pretty sweet as well. You know and and then. Obviously, building relationships with new players, you know, like Ty coming in, I think it's great for the Rebels, great for the game. And the receiving core over there in the Rebels are amazing. You know, Greg Johnson, Dave King, and, uh, you know, the, like, I could probably name another five or six, but like, you know, it was just what a day. I still can't get over it. I think back and like I, I watch the ball like every couple of months just to, to relive it. It's great. And and so you obviously then got the the kind of off season to to bask in in winning it, but we are on the the cusp of of a new season, and um, you know it, uh, people won't be surprised. I'm going to make a Broncos reference, but it is um, it, it this this is the Broncos played the Panthers in Super Bowl Fifty. Broncos win the first game of the next season is Broncos uh, pa- Panthers turned out to be uh, quite the game, but when uh, you know they were your your last opponents and it was in such a, a kind of a, a big game and you got the victory, they're going to want to you know um, come come back and, and make a bargain. They are a very talented team, as we we've talked about. Like, what is it like where like you've had you've gone to the you know the the summit of the mountain? How do you ensure that, like, you know, there there isn't any complacency? Um, you know, how how do you get back up again, or is it the, is it easier the fact that it is the the rebels in the the first game of the the season? Aaron, I might throw that one to to you initially. Uh, I definitely don't think it's uh, easier in any way, but uh, it's it's a definitely an exciting one. It gets me going for the season. It's going to be a real challenge to see where we are at coming from that uh, our championship season and coming into this next season now. Um, I think, um, across, as you said, across the board, we're all very equal to, like, if we go by position. Um, so, look, it's going to be a great game. Again, I think uh, if if our if our guys on the trench can come in that battle, it will just, hey, they will just help so much. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm dying for this game. I can't wait. Can't wait to kick off the season again and just see what the new group of guys that we have on the team are, are ready to accept the challenge and see how they smashed our goals this year. Uh, yeah. And and for you, uh, Thomas, in terms of um, you know, it, it, without been without competitive kitted football for uh, six six months now, how much are you looking forward to getting back out onto the the field uh, next weekend? Yeah, hugely and. Um... It's always uh, funny how our season like coincides with the end of the NFL. So in our off season, we're just watching football all the time, and then as soon as NFL ends, like oh, oh, now I'm playing again. So I was just uh, looking forward to that. And I know Tom said he watches the bowl uh, so many times. Uh, our our interview we did after the the bowl column, I think I've watched that like over a hundred times, and uh, that's always motivation for me as well. But um, as Aaron said, yeah, it's definitely harder. But I think now we know what it takes to get there because we we've never gotten to the top of the mountain, as I said. So now we know what's required. Um, and that's something we can share to the new lads coming in. Um, you know, that we're like, yes, uh, we're, the, we're the current champions, but, um, you know, this is what to expect. And, you know, this is what uh, you can do to, to, you know, make it all the way. And, and you know, it's nice to have players in the team that have went there so we can, you know, coach up the next generation of players coming through, uh, you know, guys we're hoping to keep for the next couple of years. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously um, the league knew what they were doing, scheduling this as the, as the first game of the season because even the regular season game um, even though we lost narrowly like probably one of the, the best games ever played um, and what an atmosphere that game was um, as well so it's always a fun game you play the Rebels and um, yeah I can't wait to just get the season going and and Tom it, it, 
you also coach um, with the the Wolfhounds, the the national team. Kind of just interested from from your perspective in terms of the where where the game is at because you know we see look the the NFL is kind of doing its bit to to grow the game the game globally and they brought in Brett Gosper from World Rugby and War Games even heard the commissioner talk about that during his Super Week press conference. Um, but in terms of the the domestic game, I suppose, and and where it's at, um, are you know, are, like from your perspective, um, are you optimistic that um we that the the league and the game were at large are going in the right direction? I I definitely think so. I think I think one of the big markers of it are are players that are going to play abroad in in the step up or in the higher leagues. You know, we have. Guys that have gone and played in the GFL, like so Tom Donovan, Alex Kuzmerich. We have, you know, Tommy is running back playing at playing in, in the GFL as well and at the moment. And um, we have guys I, I have guys when I joined the team, you know, their their goal was to get on the hounds. Another goal is to get picked up by an ALF team. They want to play in the ELF, they're putting the tape together, they're getting out there, you know, and they're 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 putting this stuff there. I think all the markers are pointing towards, you know. We're going to see it in the next couple of years. We might have a breakthrough Irish player in the NFL. Be, be a kicker, you know, through, through leader kicking. You know, that's an incredible program that Thai's doing there. And, you know, very transferable skills in GAA and rugby. Um, and be, be it a kicker, be it another player. We're, see, we're seeing these players go on and play abroad, play at a higher level and do it well. Um, but on the other side of that, then, we're also seeing, you know, players that have played at a higher level be it be it Brandon Atwell or any other player that's played in divisional college like Ty as well you know we're seeing that experience come in where these guys have played in Europe as well the experience is leaking back down then into the grassroots teams and people are learning from them um, so we're definitely seeing it I think as well we're, we're, we're seeing we have, we're so lucky with Northwestern there with the uh, Erlingus Cup we, we've gotten better with the coaches you know that that sort of experience from ourselves seeing at the college level is amazing i think now for the next one with the high schools coming over there might be a lot more transferable skills and transferable coaching there it'd be great to get better with those guys see how things are done um just the, the even like all, all the coaches in the hounds and all the coaches around the league just we all want to improve and get better and make the game better um and i think it's 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 definitely there to be seen by players just going up the ranks and getting noticed like that, you know, on, on Europlayer or getting getting scouted out and brought to GFL teams or ELF teams, you know. So it's definitely going in the right direction. Did any of you make it along to the Rod Woodson coaching clinic? No, I did myself. You're not yeah. in your head there. How, how did you find that experience? That was actually really cool. Um, so when we first went in, you obviously meet uh, the coaches, and that includes Rod Wilson is there as well. But uh, you get like a classroom session with uh, who was actually the Chicago Bears uh, receiver coach at the time. And uh, it was really cool because he went through some stuff and everyone was kind of looking around the room. He was asking questions like, really, oh, does anyone want to answer this? Because he was at, like, there were serious questions as well. So you really, he was expecting everyone to know about football. But then he, he, he kind of read the room was like, okay, grand, I'm going to, but he did some really fun drills, really fun um, uh, kind of uh, plays he kind of came up with. And uh, I think it was good because you broke off for your positional group. So we were with him. I was with quarterback uh, coach. He's actually the GB uh, national team coach. is Jim Messenger. And he, he took myself, um, a couple of other quarterbacks who play in the league as well over here. Um, we, were, we were training and we were doing drills. And he was giving us some really good tips on mechanics. Uh, so I took a lot from that from... A, you know a guy so uh, expert and knowledgeable in that area but then we went to the field session the intensity kind of ramped up and you could kind of it felt like you're in a training camp for the NFL because you had these guys like riling you behind like oh, then you great ball great catch and then you, you kind of got a bit of a, a pump goal going this is great fun like you know it was a really fun experience but you took a lot from it as well um, and at the end then they had a really fun exercise where it was kind of like a relay race but it was a bit like a it was torture, but it was a bit of fun. You know, everyone was kind of leapfrogging each other, trying to get trying to get back to the end. And I think whoever lost had to do like push-ups or something. It was something a bit of fun, but it was a good bit of fun. Yeah, big crack. 
Yeah, and I suppose just kind of added to the the suite of stuff that, in fairness, American Football Ireland have uh, have done, and, and it just feels that across the kind of island, especially this year with um, the domestic game kind of kicking off again. Obviously, as Tom mentioned, there's going to be the the big Aer uh, Lingus College Football Classic. There's also the European Flag Football Championships. Um, so there there is uh, a, a lot uh, happening and. Um, really at, at this point lads all that remains is to to say thanks to to you to you know congratulate you again on winning last year and to to wish you well for the the season ahead uh, I look forward to um, following the the exploits and um, seeing uh, how how you get on um, it's uh, it's going to be uh, I think a, a great season and once once again to to anyone kind of um maybe to to, to wrap up uh, finally um like for there will be people listening who probably are interested in kind of getting involved if they are interested in, in getting involved with um ucd um what is the the best way for for them to to do that and also indeed if people just want to find out more about the, the team or come down to to watch um where can they get the information? Let's. Aaron, do you want to do you want to take that one? Talk, talk, oh, talk. Can we, we, we give it that one to Tom? Yeah, I, I, I suppose <laughs> the, the, one of the best ways to keep on like was through our social medias. You know, said so Thomas looks after a lot of that. We we had some great graphics last year for our games, so keep an eye out on our, our Instagram, and we post where all the games are and we post up results thereafter as well and um, you know if you even want to come down you just have a slight address we also have a flag team and uh, we are always looking for non-players as well if you want to be involved in the game you have no interest in playing but you could rest you could you know you could learn come a coach you could learn anything about the game it's we're very open and, and so are the rest of the teams around the league as well you know they're we're always looking for people like that yeah, I think it's definitely worthwhile kind of highlighting that there are a number, any number of different ways that people can get involved, be it kind of centrally. I know very often that American Football Ireland kind of do look for, for people, so it's worth keeping an eye on, on their website. And depending on where you are in the, the country, check out, um, you know, do you have a, a local team and there may well be ways to, to get involved because, again, there are teams kind of across the, the country. Lads, thanks for taking the time to chat to me to tonight. All the best for the the weekend and for the coming season. Thanks so much, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin.